Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick, I'm your host, and today we're going to talk about dysfunctional meetings. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. So happy to have you. And if you've been here before, welcome back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less, and I'm the managing director and founder of The Brief Lab, where we help you become a lean communicator. Make a bigger impact by saying less, that's the point. The point of this podcast is pretty simple. It's to help you and your ideas stand out. It's to help you become more aware of some of the, the obstacles that you face in being effective and efficient when you communicate every day at work. Today we're going to talk about the bane of many people's existence, and that is dysfunctional meetings. I ask people, we ask people at the Brief Lab, a question which provokes a very, very interesting and immediate response. What would you think if somebody told you that a meeting was canceled? Think about that for a second. You just get an email, an alert, or somebody just walked by your office and said, hey, uh, the meeting got canceled. What's your reaction? This just happened to me this afternoon. What's your reaction? Think about that for a second. Almost unanimously, people use the word joy. They're happy. Why are they so happy? They want to get work done. There's objectives and things that they're trying to accomplish. Why are they so happy when meetings get canceled? Well, most meetings are mismanaged. And people are sort of held, held captive in those sessions. Think about that. If you think about statistically, the, the, the research is staggering about how poor meeting management is. <laughs> 92% of people multitask in meetings. They're thinking and doing something else. 25, there are 25 million meetings a day. Okay? Levels of management, from mid-level to upper management, the range is that they spend between 35 to 50% of their, of their time in meetings. Some organizations have a culture of meetings where all they do all day is go to meetings. I remember a client of mine many years ago. All they would do from from morning to, to from eight o'clock to five o'clock is just go to meetings. And I was working at an agency at the time, and you know, obviously, I would go out to see them, and we would have a meeting because I would have to talk to my client. But my clients were never available because they're always stuck in meetings. And I would I asked somebody one, when do you actually get the work done? And they looked at me like I fell out of a tree. <laughs> They're like, work done? Well, we just go to meetings. I guess they did it before they got into work or later in the evening or maybe never. But they literally went from meeting to meeting to meeting. They would walk around with their laptops and they were like zombies going from meeting to meeting. And this happens a lot, a lot of places where you're stuck in meetings. And what I would like to talk about today is how, to, uh, how, to, how we, these meetings derail your day and how you can get them back on track. Again, I don't promise to have the answer to all problems with meetings, but I have a point of view and a perspective that the Brief Lab can share with you that could get you to put these things back on track. Okay? I mean, the statistics, again, are, are staggering, and there's a reason why so many people react with immediate joy when they find out their next meeting has been canceled. 
you know, only two thirds of meetings are are considered, you know, are considered. Uh, I'm sorry, two thirds of meetings are considered unproductive. You know, only a third are considered to be worthwhile or useful. People spend you know 23 to 30 hours a week in meetings. In some cases, it's a lot more. You know, so how do you fix that? Well, there's a lot of different ways you can try to you know issue mandates and there's companies like Amazon and Google and others that are coming up with innovative ways. I, I think a big part of the problem is in the design of the meeting itself. We did a podcast on this. Um, it was episode 12 in season one and it was the topic was should that meeting have been an email? And I think one of the points of meetings is if, it, if the meeting is strictly for, for your information, there's no need for discussion. It should be an email or presented in a different way. Just write it out in a report, a couple of slides, uh, a snapshot, but and disseminate that in an email with maybe an addendum or like a, an attachment where people could just read it. If you're just trying to inform people, but you don't really need people to talk or decide, meetings should be for discussion and decisions. So I think many of them are doomed from the beginning because of that. So that it's just it's not the right way to communicate. It should be an email, and vice versa. There's other emails that should actually be meetings because you need to know what people think and what they what the recommendations are. So here are just some things to think about. We have a module at the Brief Lab, and it's about facilitating a meeting, and it's one of the modules in our catalog. So if you go online and you look up our curriculum and you download the catalog, you'll see that module. It's something that we can we're going to do a webinar on that. I'm coming up, so check the website. I'll talk about more of that more about that at the end, and it's a free webinar. So here's some thoughts. First is, what's the point of the meeting? If you're organizing it, even if you're not, challenge that. So what's the point of the meeting? First thing. We talk a lot at the brief level about speaking in a headline, right? The headline of this is, you know, dysfunctional meetings and how they derail your life and how to get it back on track. So. I would challenge you to write specifically using the criteria that we have in, in creating a headline is it's got to be short, so maybe in eight words or less, what is the point of the meeting? Um, does it create some interest in attending the meeting? And does it define what you're going to talk about and achieve? Uh, recently, one of my clients, you know, was they were complaining to me that they had a, some, uh, a, re a meeting that w didn't go, go so well, so I started asking some questions about what happened. And I'm at, I, the first thing I asked was this point, well, what's the, what was the meeting about? And they said it was about um, a discussion about a culture of entitlement. And that's kind of an interesting topic, but does it, it doesn't really define what they want to achieve. So when I pressed a little bit deeper, the reason it failed was because it's it's clearly stated objective. The point of the meeting wasn't stated. It was too broad. So there's no way that they could have accomplished that discussion in 90 minutes and it clearly like they went on and on and the whole thing just derailed. So what I challenged them is, you know, maybe could we have created a headline that said, we're gonna identify the three top causes that produce a culture of entitlement or we are going to create two recommendations to improve you know, how we tackle this issue. So it makes it more specific. So that's the first thing. What's the point of the meeting? Write a clear headline for that. It only takes a minute or two, three at the top, at tops, in my experience, to create a headline. 
That's the first thing. Second thing, who gets invited? Right? Who gets invited? Who are the participants? You know, there's a cost for everybody to be there. Everybody who who's in the meeting, what is their role? What is their responsibility? Why are they there? Why do they need to be there? You know, and in and challenge that. You know, you people often invite people to meetings just to have them hear things. Everybody should have a role in the meeting. They shouldn't be there just listening and observing. A guy recently was telling me that he was invited to a meeting and he was giving an update to his client. And the client invited somebody to sit in the meeting and this was a, su a surprise invitation. So this friend of mine, Peter, is giving an update to his client and his client says, hey, Peter, I just want to let you know that there's going to be this guy that's going to come in the meeting. And he's not going to say only three words and two of them are his name. So... Peter sat there and talked to his client, and it was kind of weird. It was the client, this person sitting there watching the conversation, but he didn't say anything. And at the end of the meeting, it was it, the whole thing was awkward from beginning to end, according to Peter. And the, at the end, um, they were walking out the door, and then this this third person was started talking to Peter on the way out about what he does, and he started sharing some of his his background and his skills. And it turns out that he does a lot of the same things only leading Peter to, to think, was he there interviewing to take my job? Like, what was the point of him? So when you invite people to the meeting, what is the point? Think about the guests. Who are you inviting to the party? What do they add? And be critical about that. That's a huge issue. People just copy everybody just to cover the bases, and they over-invite. You know, I, I think that the thinking of your guests is so important. In, in, in an age of, like, as, as an entrepreneur doing it, I mean, everybody's time is super valuable. So when you work at big businesses, you'd be out of the cost of having all those people in the same room. It's staggering sometimes. So really check over the invitation list that everybody has a responsibility and a role in the meeting. The third point is how much time is this going to take? There's a tendency to round up in my experience. You know, we'll, we'll just give this an hour. It happens to me all the time. Things get put on, on my calendar and it's like, what time does it need? Sometimes, you know, we round up, other times we round down. You know, what is the, the, the right amount of time? And, and you can't make that decision if the first point and the second point aren't addressed. So if you don't know what the point of the meeting is and you don't know who should be there, well, then how do you know how long it's going to take? So if I have 15 people in a meeting and the topic is really broad and I say it's going to be an hour, those, that's a reason why meetings derail. It happens all the time. So check the time, um, give it the right amount of time, and you know challenge yourself. Cut them in half if you can, right? And how can you make it shorter? The fourth point. Fourth point is create an agenda and create a recap of the meeting. What do I mean? If you're familiar with brief maps, brief maps are really powerful tools to communicate clearly and concisely. They're also powerful tools to organize and develop an agenda. So if you think about a brief map, in the middle you have the focal point, the brief box, which is the headline, and that's where you would write, what is the point of the meeting? And if you look at the map, you know, box number two, which talks about the background, is there any background information or pre-read that people need to do before they go in the meeting? That's part of the agenda development. So that can help prepare people so you don't have to bring everybody up to speed. That background is already done in a pre-read. Box number three is the relevance. Why are we having this meeting? What risk or reward are we having in this? if we have this meeting and we don't have the meeting? A answer that question. We are having it to make a decision. 
We haven't because we need to go deeper. If we don't do this, we what risk do we run? If we have it, what reward can we gain? Answering that question specifically and stating it explicitly can be hugely important to people. People don't do it. Box number four, the information, those are the bullet points of the key ideas. That's your agenda. What are the discussion topics? And how much time are we going to dedicate to those things? Lay out the rules of engagement. Tell people, okay, we're going to be talking for an hour. This is what we're talking about. Box number one. Box number two is the background to proper you. Box number three is this is why we're talking about it. Here are the things we're going to talk about, the rules, the agenda. And box number five, which is the the ending. This, the, what's the, what is the goal that we're trying to drive towards in this meeting? In some cases, you might have to have a series of meetings, but each one of them should have a very specific objective. And then box number six is the follow-up, is what are the action items or in the military, like the do-outs that you would have in a meeting. Using a brief map is a great way to prepare an agenda and to recap what we covered, okay, so that we stay on track, we don't derail. It can improve the quality of the meeting, of the exchange, so we can, we can really make a bigger impact. One of the things that I, I, um, I see time and time again in the work that we do is the importance of preparation. One of the biggest contributors to meetings being a failure or not being effective is that people don't take time to prepare them. They just call them, they invite people, but they don't think it through. And it takes a few minutes to do this, but the impact can be significant. They skip that step of preparation. There's no wonder that the meeting was a waste. Now, if you think about that on a day-to-day -day basis, that could be the difference right there. It's just taking a little bit more time to prepare. As somebody said to me in a course recently in North Carolina at the, at the Brief Lab, they said, you know what, big takeaway, it takes time to be brief. Well, it also takes time to make the meeting better. Okay, so just invest the time. That's, 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 that's the key, right? So we're gonna have an open webinar on this. It's coming up, so just check the website. You'll look for email. We'll be sending email invitations to our, our uh, our subscribers about this the webinar about managing meetings and making them more effective um, yeah, look so look for that looks look for that invitation forthcoming so the next meeting you run here's some advice the next meeting you run tell people you if you want to really make the meeting good the next meeting you run tell the people everybody in the meeting that you want somebody to write the meeting summary at the end of the meeting and you'll tell them who it is when the meeting's over just saying.